0: living God, as we remember how Jesus departed into heaven, assured that one day he will return in glory. Open our ears, open our minds, open our hearts. And so may all we see and hear and think today give us a deeper insight into the wonder of all you have done for us in Christ and a greater sense of all you have yet to do. Amen. I'm sure we all have a particular TV series that we follow and we'll be familiar with the story so far moments as you tune into the next episode. Or maybe you've heard those familiar words previously on. So here in Acts chapter 1 this morning, we find ourselves entering (coughs) the world of Luke's second volume or sequel to his gospel And as we approach this sequel we have our first previously moment. We reminded ourselves earlier this morning of the Easter message. We have our cross and our egg back among us to remind us of the sacrifice Jesus made for us on the cross. He died and was buried in a tomb but he rose and he rose triumphant on the third day. Here in Acts The first few verses recap the gospel, the story of Jesus, not just as the disciples' teacher and advisor, but as the risen and ascended Lord. Jesus, who embodied and announced God's reign, continues to unfold an ever widening circle of people. The strange account of Jesus' ascension seems to be one of going away, so he can be more present. Absent, so that he can reign. Present with God, thus present with many. Jesus, the human being, has to go so that the spirit can be given and shared beyond one person, one people, one time, one culture. And that's a difficult concept to grasp sometimes. Absent, so we can be present The disciples struggle with this, Jesus leaving after they'd been reunited, being together again in mission and discipleship, feeling secure in his presence. (coughs) The disciples are left with emotions running high, feeling lost, confused, bewildered, abandoned. They'd lost their friend, companion, their comforter and their teacher again. But then that understanding dawns as they stand looking upwards and possibly standing stock still as they were in shock, waiting, hoping for Jesus' return. There was that understanding that he hasn't really gone, that he was by their side, (laughs) although not physically, but he was still walking with them and alongside them. And if the disciples, who were witnesses to the event, struggled with the reality of the situation, how do we, how do we as 21st century Christians, accept this? At first, it seems to make no sense at all. Why in the world would this story, with its tale of Jesus and his resurrection body being lifted up bodily from earth to heaven, why this recorded by Luke Why does this end up forming such a central part of the gospel and the creeds of the church? How does the Apostles' Creed go? I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried. He descended to the dead, On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. Yes, it is a hard concept to grasp, but it's also a comforting concept for it points to and it completes the story of who Jesus was and is. Namely, the son of the living God, the one who came from heaven and took upon himself our flesh and who, having died for us, takes the essential part of our nature back with him to heaven where he, and by implication we, are made holy. But ascension can often be passed over in the Christian calendar, or sometimes it's only briefly mentioned, but if we just stop and give some thought to this, why is that? How many of us would read a novel only to put it aside without reading the last page? How many of us would do a jigsaw puzzle and leave out the last piece, leave it unfinished? And yet there's a sense in which We as Christians can do something similar when it comes to Ascension. We celebrate the birth of Jesus. We mark his time in the wilderness. We recall his triumphant entry into Jerusalem, the Last Supper he shared with the disciples, his death and his resurrection. We recall and remember all this. So the natural progression would be to recognize the Ascension. For to ignore the message of this event is to content ourselves with an unfinished, incomplete gospel. For ascension reminds us that Jesus is greater than we can ever begin to imagine. Jesus is one with God. Sometimes in the things we struggle with, we hope that by passing over them quickly, we won't really have to stop and dig deeper. But equally, accepting with honesty that it is complicated and that maybe we just don't have the language to explain what happened 40 days after that first Easter. (coughs) Maybe we just need to be willing to accept that divine mystery. But even as we struggle to describe the ascension, we cannot dismiss it. Jesus' ascent is important Jesus ascended to heaven in his resurrected body. He did not travel there as a disembodied spirit. The gospel tells us that the resurrected Jesus broke bed. In Luke, when he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognized him. Jesus ate fish. They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate it in their presence. In John's Gospel, Jesus allows his disciple Thomas to touch his wounds. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here, see my hands? Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Jesus had flesh. He could touch and be touched. He could interact with people and objects. Yet his body was eternal. Through his resurrection, Jesus demonstrated that death doesn't have to have the final say and God is more powerful than human mortality. Through his ascension, Jesus showed us that the resurrected body, while human, isn't bound by the limitations of humanity. Jesus didn't just return to life. He continues to live. For that reason, we have hope that we will continue to live as well. So even if we're still scratching our heads or looking up in confusion, be comforted in the knowledge that the ascension is that part of the story of Jesus Christ that allows us to say, Where two or more are gathered in his name, he is there. The ascension is that part of the gospel that allows us to say that unto Jesus every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. The ascension preserves and indeed helps us to create what we call the Trinitarian mystery, namely that God is both three and one. Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father and from there he shall come to judge the living and the dead. The Ascension makes clear just who and what we have in Jesus. We have the story not only of God taking on flesh and coming among us, but we also have Jesus taking our nature with him back to God, being there, ruling, being everywhere. It's the completion of the story. Or is it? As we heard this morning in Acts, a community waits. And how hard it must have been for the disciples after all they had been through, all that they'd witnessed, to stick together, to not know what was coming, unsure of the future. For the completion of our story, you will have to tune in next week and take up the invite given earlier to come along and join us next Sunday to see what happens next. But for the moment, let's reflect on the story so far. Jesus died on the cross, was buried in a tomb, and on the third day he rose triumphant from the dead. He appeared to his disciples for the 40 days following that Easter day appeared physically, walking, talking, sharing with his followers about the kingdom of God. As he prepares to leave them, he asks them to stay in Jerusalem, to wait for what is to come, to wait in faith for a gift from God. The disciples, like their fellow countrymen, were looking for the deliverance of the people of Israel from foreign rule. And for the establishment of an earthly kingdom. Hence the question put to Jesus, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? In his response, Jesus alludes to something much bigger that reaches out beyond Israel. The apostles were to be witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. No mean feat. And the story doesn't finish there. There's more to come. And we have to tune in for the next installment and take up the invite to come next Sunday and find out what happens next. But for the moment, Jesus is glorified and lifted up to God. And although Jesus has ascended into heaven, he is able to be with us now. We need not look up and wonder where he is. For by his going, he is able to come. What we are to do is to open ourselves to the Spirit, listen to the word that God has given us, and go out into the world and do what we are to do, knowing that God will protect us and will bring us safe to his side when our work and our witness is done. O Spirit of Christ, no longer a body or anything that corrupts or tarnishes, but energy, forgiveness, hope you are still here. You have never left. May we follow you called again, follow you renewed, follow you forgiven and alive, celebrating you in every person through the rich diversity of humanity. Amen.